Hey everybody, this is Gray from American Citizens. How would you like to get all of your favorite NBA team's merchandise delivered straight to your doorstep? Check out fanessentials.net. All you do is pick your favorite sports team, and every month you get your team's gear shipped right to your door. They find the sports gear so you don't have to. Each fan box comes packed full with some amazing gear. It makes a great gift idea for any sports fan. Prices start at just $34.99. Visit fanessentials.net and use promo code CITIZENS16, C-I-T-Y-Z-E-N-S-16, at checkout for 30% off your first month. Visit fanessentials.net to get all the essentials you need, U.S. listeners only. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a post-Champions League edition of the American Citizens Podcast. My name is Gray. I'm here with Josh, and we are here to discuss Manchester City's 1-0 victory over Stoa Bucharest in the second leg of the Champions League qualifying playoff that will see them into the group stage um, on a 6-0 aggregate win. So, um, not the best game in the world, um, not the most exciting game in the world, it was probably never going to be, it was a dead rubber, both teams rested a lot of regulars, there was really nothing to play for, everyone kind of looked like they were going through the motions, um, so let's just jump right into your overall reaction, it reminded me a bit of the, uh, Dynamo Kiev home tie last year, where... City scored three away goals and no one really bothered to try in the second leg. It was kind of like that, even though City did score this time. It was just sort of, let's get the 90 minutes over with and hope that nothing too terribly bad happens. Yeah, that's certainly, there were points as to how that felt. And I think I also got proven wrong when I said I didn't think Pep Guardiola would experiment just for the sake of experimenting. Uh, that was, for all intents and purposes, a B team, and it almost felt like, to me, Pep was showing people exactly why some of these people are on the chopping block. Now, it, it you know, may have vindicated Hart that he still has potential, but when the media run their stories, they always conveniently cut off the Guardiola interview where he says he would prefer Joe Hart stay and learn. Like, every single time, and every single time it's brought up, Pep says, I would prefer he stay and learn. Like, I will make a better football out of him. Um, but that, that never gets reported. Um so uh, it's it's just an interesting dynamic to me. Um, I think uh, the game as a whole was like watching paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly even tried to find myself like cheering when Delph scored. I think I just fell back asleep. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my, my general reaction to Delph scoring was mostly, oh, that's nice. Yeah, basically. I mean, nice. this game, I think the best way to summarize this game is this was a tie that had one team who, which was vastly superior to the other team and the inferior team agreeing that City had done all the work they needed to do 
in the first leg. It was over there. And they rested starters. Manchester City rested starters. This was a game played by two clubs who acknowledged that one of them was on the verge of becoming a, 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 a global household name, and the other one is very much, you know, holding on to moments of past uh, glory. Um, it, it just, it was a professional one nothing win. That's a good way of putting it, I think. So, my next... My general thought, I don't think anyone played terribly well, and I don't really think anyone even played terribly badly. They just sort of were there. Um, any of the non-regulars who haven't gotten game time to, thus far, basically. Basically, anyone who hasn't really been in the uh, Pep preferred 11 over those first three games any who played today. So it's basically Kalechi, um, Navas kind of, Delph, Fernando, um, Maffeo, Hart, obviously, and I guess Clichy, even though he started the first game. Any of those guys impress you enough to make you think that they could be staking a claim for a more regular place? If this was not no. my, my, my thinking on this, if this was no. if this was an audition, then no one really passed. It. No, 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 because the the underlying premise of your question is. Is is well? I guess you could say th- there's there is an underlying point contained within your question that is unstated, and that is you have to assume that that means you know uh, and, someone and, gets and, dropped. Yeah, somebody has to get dropped, and even in those situations, like you've got Nolito, Navas, Sterling, Sane, like etc., et all vying for the same position, so. Uh, some of those positions are going to have two or three people dropped. Um, so I completely agree with you. No, I mean, this is nothing for me. Like, I think we both always, or at least I did, I always saw Pep uh, or uh, Delph as a possibly a Pep-type player. He hustles. He's got tremendous work rate. Uh, he's very, he's totally like a a utility infielder. He can play pretty much anywhere you put him. Um, he'll do so with a smile on his face. He's he's a bit of a poor man's, a very poor man's, uh, Fernandinho, if you ask me. Yeah, sure. But if he's Very poor man. I'm not trying to like. But if he's coming in in the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes of a game to mop up, like, he can do that, and and as a matter of fact, he he got the winner tonight. Um, yeah, you know, and and it you know outside of the group stage and maybe one or two, uh, uh you know, knockout stage uh, draws that that may or may not be uh, weak. Um. You know, City probably aren't going to have that many nights in Europe where, you know, you can say, well, you know, if Delph gets the winner, we'll be okay. You know, like that's not not going to be an uttered phrase of confident by confidence by too many City fans. So, yeah, getting back on track and straight to your point, 
somebody would have to be dropped in order for anybody that started tonight to, to, to make it. And no, I am I am not replacing anybody that I have currently seen play for one of these players. Like, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm not even replacing Zabaleta. No. Like, not, the we're difference... not replacing Kolarov, who I think was, again, one of the three best players on the pitch tonight. Yeah, like, I, I, as weird as it is to say those kids are exciting young talent, but when you see them against veterans who know tactically what they're supposed to be doing, yeah, they, they, they definitely look, I don't want to say out of their depth, because I think that's a, that's a harsh bit of judgment. Mateo, I thought, was lively. There was he lively, active. I thought he was fine, but you can tell he's just not quite up to the standard yet. And, um, you know, you could say the same of Angelino and Adarabaya, who didn't have a lot to do that came on for, for the last half hour. Can we talk about how far Yaya Torre has fallen? Because yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I know that we have both voiced sort of a hope that, you know, maybe he could be a super sub to come on to die. Nope. He didn't look like he could dominate any game no. again, at any level against anyone. No, today. dude, I, I watching and, and, Yaya play, I didn't even see how he would come off the bench for 20 minutes and give you something like I'd I almost just anything. be like, dude, and, we're we're just going to let you go. And, you know, a point that I made on Twitter during the game that I would like to raise again here, please, was um We've heard Guardiola talk about how, you know, the reason that Pep, or excuse me, Torre has been on the bench is because he hasn't shown, you know, the requisite intensity playing without the ball, which, true, yeah. But every time the ball seemed to get to Torre tonight, everything seemed to slow down. The attack just seemed to slow down. He he doesn't have the urgency. He doesn't have the legs. He just, it's not... I think that might be another reason that he's just sort of – he slows the entire game down, and that is the antithesis of everything that Pep is trying to do. Yeah, he'd be like a uh, – you know, sort of like if Mark Helfrich went out and grabbed him and played him as this quarterback at Oregon, you know, just probably not going to work. Um, yeah, I don't – well, okay, so what's, what's your biggest complaint? Let's start there. With the game in general? Or someone in particular? Uh, boy that we were just talking about. Uh, uh, Toure. I mean, it's just... Do you I think... I guess it, here's what we got to get to the heart of. Are are you saying that he just flat cannot do it now, or do you think he's not putting in the effort at all? Like I don't necessarily. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I don't necessarily think it's a lack of effort. I think he's just not up to the pace of this level anymore. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um. Well, if you're starting there, then then yeah. Because outside of a game where City's just getting absolutely, like, dicked around in the midfield, like, I don't I don't see where Yaya comes on and helps this team in any way. Um, I think the reason he was out there and played as much as he did tonight, I think the reason Hart was out there and played as much as he did tonight, 
I think a couple of these other players were out there playing as much as they did tonight um, is because they're not going to be here moving forward, you know? No, no. Um, I, I think I, I'm he, more convinced than ever that Torrey is out the door if they can find anyone with a pulse to take him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I honestly, after seeing him in in the last couple of efforts, like I will, I, I just am not going to be bothered. I mean, there, there's, I, I, I guess that sounds harsh, you know, because the 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 affinity uh, fans have for their players, but but. I'm just saying, in in a pure footballing sense, like I'm not gonna lose an ounce of sleep over the fact that that City, because now you you've still got Gundawan, you've still got Delph, you've still got guys like Fernandinho, um, and another guy who we really haven't talked about tonight, but but had made several damn mistakes was was Fernando. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with him. No, I mean, there's no. there's a defensive shield, I guess. I mean, he's not useless. I would not go that far. But, you know, in a system like this, his contributions are extremely limited, I think. Yeah, it's basically like the only thing he can do is sort of stop the attack. After that, you don't really want the ball at his feet initiating. He gave the ball directly to someone yeah. very early, and I just sort of checked and out. And Chora was I'm, giving it away left and right tonight, yeah, too. I'm kind of shocked that they kept... And I know that what we've said is it's just not... It's not plausible to turn over basically half of a team in one transfer window, but I am a bit surprised that Fernandinho, or, uh, Fernando still seems to be in his plans. Um, Navas was Navas. There was not really any final product. Good positions, no final product. Just Navas. You just kind of have to accept it at this point. It's part of the deal. I want, you know, man, I challenge anybody to put together a video of every single solid cross that Navas has ever had in a Manchester City uniform. Like, we probably don't have the listener base to, like, ask something like this, but if there are any nerds out there who are like, dude, I've got every, you know, uh, game categorized and cataloged, uh, and you can go through and watch those and, 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 or happen to have the stats, uh, so that you can go through and pull those games and find those crosses. I wonder how long that total video would be. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a minute that, and 41 I'm, seconds, maybe. It's not even, I'm not even trying to like, bash the guy it's just part of the deal now you just sort of have to accept it he has some attributes he has some qualities that are good but you know there's extreme what are those pace and uh cover for the defense Uh, uh, fair enough i mean yeah that's he is what he is i don't really have much to add to that the only other player that i would like to put in a word on for good or bad reasons. Um, well, uh, two players, I guess. Stones, we've talked about at length. He was very good again for the first hour before he was taken off. And uh, Kalechi looked so... He looked like he was going to run through a wall. Um, and he actually looked like he ran too hard because he had to. He was carried off. First, I thought he did his hamstring. He looked like he passed out, honestly, out of pain. 
It sounds like the various media reports are indicating that he is all right. He walked through the mixed zone and that, you know, the worst fears aren't being realized here. But that was why I didn't want to see Aguero come anywhere near this game. Um, So I'm relieved that he's okay because I thought he was very lively and I thought he had there was not a lot of service to him is basically the only problem. But it wasn't for lack of effort. No, there wasn't a lot of effort, or excuse me, a lot of service to anybody. There was not a lot of real creativity in the final third. If I could borrow another quote from Pep Confidential, that damned you returned. And I think I even made a joke at some point during the game. I had tweeted, I was like, Pep really went all out. I'm opening an RC Cola here, man. Royal Crown Cola, dude. It's so good. Um... I said, boy, Pep really went all out with this Joe Hart celebration. I said, he's even employing Manuel Pellegrini's old tactics just to make him feel right at home. You know, it's just a... uh... I think that there was a reason Pep did this, but it was also... Stupid dog toys. But it was also to prove a point as well like he had his positive reasons for doing this but i think he also felt like oh by doing this people are going to also see what i see or they're going to get a better picture of why i'm getting rid of some people that maybe they have some question marks about and if they can't see it after this game then i cannot help them Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it was it was and I know you were being facetious with that quote, but you know, you could tell you could tell every time they cut to him he was looking at it like, Well, this is awful, this is not what I want. Um, you know. And you saw him active. He was getting in Stones' ear, he was getting in Maffeo's ear, he was No, he Delph- had Yeah, he absolutely had a, a, a after, segment after, in his book. After Delph scored, he they cut to him and he was just going in on Mikel Arteta on the touchline over something. It was he was clearly not completely satisfied with what he was seeing. It was not by design, but he was he was giving them he was giving it to him, which night and day from last year. Yeah, no, he was definitely giving them to him. That damned you was actually a quote from his. Um... Uh, Pep Confidential book, when he first came over at Bayern, he, a lot of possession teams that are just strictly possession-based, if you watch them working the ball around the edge of the box, they just take it from one side, then to the other, then one side, then to the other. And it just basically uh, ends up going in this U. Well, they had the U out tonight. There was no incisive passing like there has been. It was definitely, I think, the worst performance. And it's strange to say because Hart wasn't even tested until after the hour mark. They sucked up possession. Um, Bucharest weren't very good, though, is the thing. Um, That's really all there is to it. Um, So unless you have anything else to add about the game proper, we can get into... No, I'm, 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 may, I'm, I'm good on this one. Yeah, what may or may not be. Now, I, it, I, I, would, I, I would imagine that this was kind of an awkward one for Guardiola. Um, having seen the reception for Joe Hart, you know, I know I was on the fence. You know, I was like, eh, this might be a distraction, whatever. 
Um, but it was nice to see the reception. It was nice that he got the reception he got. He was able to thank the fans. It was very well done, I thought. You know, closure, what have you, because it looks like he is on his way out. Um, but nice to get that. And so I'm, you know, I'm I'm fine with it now. I have zero problem with, you know, how everything played out. And good for good on all involved. Um, making him captain and everything. I was like, nice, nice gesture. Nicely done. Now, hopefully we, you know, Bravo's on his way in and we can move on with our lives. Um, you and I both tweeted about here in America, the, uh, the Fox sports one pregame show, which features, um, Alexi Lawless, Brad Freeland, uh, Warren Barton. So we have two Americans and, as someone from England. And of course, Warren Barton was the one when the question came up asking if City had been unfair to Joe Hart was the one who was all too happy to take Joe Hart's side and throw Guardiola under the bus to an extent with the, well, you've brought in to coach, why don't you coach him? Or, you know, all the nonsense about, well, they've been, they've mistreated him, they've done wrong by him this is a poor way to treat a club legend blah 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 so the question is have city been unfair to joe hart and i know that you will have a rebuttal for warren barton here as the americans did and i just sort of cynically remarked go figure that the the uh the england pundit is the one taking the side of joe hart while the other two are are basically saying well he doesn't want him so you know whatever so the question being framed as have city been unfair to joe hart Please rebut Warren Barton for us. No. Have at it. No. No? City, no. City have not yeah, been okay. unfair to Joe Hart at all. Look, man, <clears throat> Pep Guardiola at press conferences has came out and said he wants Joe to stay. He said he wants to work with him. He's been sincere about that. He has expectations for everyone who say that they're going to come and do this. He's even told Joe Hart how far he is away. I mean, look, man, Pep Guardiola has been – how many coaches say in X amount of months I will have you ready to play for the first thing? You know, it's sort of like, well, when you're there, we'll let you know. He said it could be like six or seven months. That's more information than you get from most coaches about these sorts of things. Um, he's – had nothing but effusive praise for Joe Hart. And even if that, those, you know, supposed rumors that, that Ian had said on, on our podcast, well, I guess they're not supposed, but even if those rumors that Ian had, had said on our podcast came up being true, um, obviously Pep's old enough, wise enough, uh, mature enough sense of whatever you want to call it to just be like, look, man, I encourage you to be mad at me, you know, take your anger out on me, but I'm, I'm just going to keep praising you in the public. Like I, I know what a good guy you are. And I, you know, dude, Pep, Pep, people, I have never seen one person bring this up. People act like Pep doesn't know what Joe Hart's going through. Pep had to leave Barca at one point. He was not deemed to be necessary by a manager. Pep was a Barca legend. 
Pep was, you know, you know, the one of the hearts of heartbeats of the Pep had to do all of this. And Called here, him a club legend in his post game press conference. Right, and and, and, and here and here's a guy that actually, and I'm I'm gonna be very cynical about Joe Hart here for a second, but here's a guy who actually won something for his for his uh, countries or for his clubs. Here's a guy who on the biggest stages came up with the best games time and time and time again. Um, you know, and, and Joe Hart's had moments where he's been thrilling, but he's had other moments of absolute just, boy, I bet you'd like to have these heroes back, wouldn't you? And I, I think it's ridiculous that, ex-players, pundits, etc., are are calling this disrespectful or whatever it do, is. Do you, want, do you want me to further upset you with some more Please, ridiculous less, nonsense yes, from the yes, media? Because yes. this just popped up because I have the uh, American Citizens Twitter timeline open right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from the AFP news agency. This is the headline that they used for tonight's game. Fans protest against Joe Hart treatment as Man City reached Champions League group phase. There were no protests. This was a salute to a club legend, a well-deserved salute to a club legend. And the vast majority, I have not seen a single City fan say, take, you know, oh, perhaps a fraud, keep Hart, Hart out, you know. The, this sentiment of, you know, don't sell heart, whatever, you know, that's fine. But no one is turning this into like... Yeah, nobody like, said, forget Joe this Hart, is, get this is not, out. Yeah, this is not fans versus supporters, or fan, supporters versus the coach here. This is it's nonsense. And there's, it's just sort of blown up into this absurd theater of like this great rift when, you know, Pep has been nothing but cordial in his public comments. Hart tonight gave the interview to BT after the game. Nothing but cordial. You know, there's a situation. Everyone knows it. We're going to deal with it like men and we're going to find a solution. You know, if if people are waiting for either Pep to throw Hart under the bus or Hart to throw Pep in the club under the bus, I think they're going to be sorely disappointed here because it doesn't seem to be coming. So, you know, it's just... And that's what I told somebody in a tweet, dude. Like, they're like, are we ever going to know what happened? And then I was like, this all ties into that. No. Because in order to know what happened, somebody would have to throw somebody under the bus, and neither of these two guys feel like the type of individuals who are low-class enough to dredge up stuff from the past to prove their point. I know because I am that type of person and neither one of those guys feel like me. Um, but you know, uh, Hart, Hart has nothing but respect for the club and it's yeah, he would, not he, going to do, he would have to bury man city in he's order not to, going do to do this do wrong by the club. No, nope. not going to do that. He, in order to, to speak out about this, Joe Hart would inescapably have to say very ill things about Man City. And I don't think Joe Hart has it in him to say it about Man City. If you notice, everybody, whenever they've been booted by Pep, nobody ever talked crap about the the club. You had Zlatan saying, oh, Pep disrespected me, yada, yada, yada. Like, that's it. Because they know. 
<laughs> Pep was the one that got rid of him, not the club. Right. And that's why, you know, no city have not been, you know, Pep Guardiola is well within his rights to come in here and say, look, you're not up to my standard. I think I can get you up to my standard, but it's going to take months. You're going to have to sit for a while. And, you know, that's just how it's going to be. Um, he's well within his rights to do that. And Joe Hart is well within his rights to say, if it's all the same to you, mate, I'm going to, um, you know, look for greener pastures. I'm going to leave the club. So, you know, I don't Why are think the players so adamant about England spots? I don't <laughs> Like, what do they think they're going to do with England? Like, that's that's the curiosity about this. Like, if I'm Joe Hart, I look at my professional career as the honest-to-God, like, best chance for me to win a lot of trophies because it ain't going to happen with the English football team. It's like being an American. Yeah, dude, you might as well go to Europe and win some trophies because you're not going to win them with the United States. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I I just – I don't think there's a bad guy in this situation. I think everyone desperately wants – the media especially, or in particular, desperately want there to be a bad guy in this situation. But, you know, I don't think there is one. I think both of these – both of these guys are well within their rights to do exactly what they have done. And I don't think – I don't begrudge Hart one bit for, you know, if his solution is, you know – I I don't I'm not happy with the notion of sitting on the bench for a year. I would like to leave. I don't begrudge him that one bit, and um, I wish him nothing but the best. Except when he comes and plays us, and I wish you know obvious. I think as I said, Guardiola is well within his rights to say, you know, I can help you, but if you're not happy, then you can leave, because I want to manage players who want to be here and all that sort of thing. I don't think there's a bad guy, and I think nope. that there is the desperate attempt to make someone a bad guy, but I think that people would be disappointed. You know, they're, they're not That's really giving a lot of – there's not a lot of ammo that has been thrown out. It's been a lot of hearsay, but the, the people involved have personally been nothing but respectful. Mm-hmm. And deferential to the other person too. Yeah. So, you know – I think Hart is handling this with class. I think Guardiola's handled it well. I don't, you know, all things considered. If you're going, I'm not going to sit here and slate either of them because I don't have any, I don't have anything to say. I don't. And I think that some people would do well to take that into account. Yeah. I am totally fine with that. All right, then. Shall we, shall we press on to West Ham then? We shall. Um, Sunday. Right, right. Sunday, West Ham at home. On paper, you would think this is another game that City did not win last year. They dropped all three points. Um, but on paper, you would think it is a game that, you know, although West Ham are a pretty good side. Um, I rate Slavin Bilic as a manager. I like him a lot. Um, but on paper, you know, you would expect this to be a game where City could theoretically take all three points. Um, I would expect to see the regulars restored. And I'm really hoping, because it didn't happen today, to see Leroy Sané in some form, even off the bench in some form. Um, 
So, you know, do you do you agree with me that this is sort of a scenario where you would hope that City would be able to take the points here? Yeah, I think that City certainly, uh, you know, like you mentioned, I, Slavin Bilic is, is definitely a guy with some cojones. He's not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid not afraid to to get scrappy if he needs to. He um I think he is gonna at times put a little bit of pressure on City and 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 ask some tough questions of them. I think that maybe in more ways than Stoke I think that West Ham are better prepared to give City that game that everybody was wanting to see against Stoke. You know, that sort of like those long periods of grit. I mean, because it was kind of spurty for City against Stoke. You know, one, two, one, two, like, and boom, and we're done. Yep. And yeah. and so I, I I do think that West Ham can put up a challenge over more sustainable periods of time. Uh, like much like you, I really like uh, Billick. I think he's. I can't remember who he reminds me of, but there's a dude who he kind of looks like that plays a villain in like every movie that he's in. Uh. And he kind of looks like him. And when I figure out who it is, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it out on air or whatever the case may be. I just, I, it's less that I've got to figure out who it is and I'm just trying to place him in one movie and then I can go and pull it up. But like, I know I've seen him in, the, in, in, he's gangbusters and a lot of crap. So, um, but to his coaching skills, I really do enjoy him. And I think West Ham have the capable of being that, like, dark horse team uh, that if you don't pay attention to them, you know, everybody keeps talking about Tottenham and whatnot. I, I think West Ham could slide into the top four. They've been West hovering Ham, around. Yeah, didn't they beat the entirety of the uh, the previous year's top four last year, I believe? Mm-hmm. I know they, they beat City at home. They beat Arsenal at home. Yeah. Arsenal for them, Arsenal away and City away, um, as well as did they beat Man? I don't remember who they beat, but I know that they had some rather significant scalps. So I think this is going to be tough. I mean, I yeah. do. The, I hope yeah. it is. I hope I, it I, is. I hope it is. I yeah, I know. We've kind of wanted to see. I I don't think Stoke proved to be quite the stern test that we thought it might be, because they sort of drifted in and out of the game, as you said. Um, it would be nice, and Sunderland weren't very weren't, weren't really great, and Bucharest have not been good at all. So you know, you I would like to see a real test because it's really hard to say exactly where they're at as a side without them playing, you know, the, a top half team at least. Yeah, and the problem with the Premier League in last season and this year is that we don't even yet know what a top-half team is going to be this year. So Correct. It, it really won't matter who they play until we get into the second half of the season where you've played everybody once, and and now we're starting to get a clearer picture of, of how consistent teams are. 
I think then you can you can start formulating some longer term uh, betting plans, if you will. But I mean, I could name you a top eight, and I would put West Ham in it. I think they. You know, I, with, I could with, try. I could name you. I could name you yeah. a top eight too. I, I just think your test. So you know, you have City United, all the Liverpool, confidence of a fart that I had yesterday. Yeah. You know, Liverpool. Um, yeah, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea. I would. I would be willing to maybe throw. After Everton they lost Manet, I'm not convinced at all about Liverpool. Liverpool. I'm not, straight <laughs> up want beat <laughs> Arsenal and then got beat by. Burnley with 19% possession. Well, I think Let, top eight. Well, sure. Top eight teams always have 81% of the ball and lose to and I nothing think, <laughs> to a team that just well, got promoted. My point is, if we want to see a test, I think Klopp could give City a test. Oh, sure. Not yeah, and I think that's what we're looking for here. Yeah, I'm just saying we don't yet know who truly is going to be the top four or top eight of England this year. Like, usually coming into some seasons, you have some pretty stacked teams, or in years past, you've had very, very stacked teams where you could say, all right, it's likely these guys are going to do well. You know, Arsenal's probably going to do well. United are probably going to do well. So on and so forth. It's not like that anymore. Like, you know, half the, half the, 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 or 50% of the top four last year were who, you know, I mean, and, and I don't, you know, Tottenham's not necessarily a who, but. You know, Tottenham Tot- weren't really tipped as a top four team. Right, that exactly. Before. And and Leicester was sure as hell a who. No. <laughs> uh, so I, I just, I'm, I'm everyone, speculative. Everyone just sort of safely throws out City, United, Chelsea, Arsenal and just sort of rolls with it. Right. I, and I'm speculative, speculative that United actually is a top four team. I think that the press are too eager to give them praise. I think that they're going to do the one thing that, uh, well, I guess depending on your perspective, you don't really want to have Mourinho do, and that's have his ego fed. Um, and and then I, I do think that eventually towards the back half, back half of the season, when you got Zlatan basically running on empty and getting bullied around too and having to fight unlike he had to in league, uh, and, and Wayne Rooney is just a shell of who he was. I don't know where United get the goals. Cause Mourinho's just, you know, Mourinho's super picky about the guys that he plays. I also don't think Mourinho knows his best 11 yet. No. Yeah. I don't think Mourinho knows much. I just think he wanted the Man United job. I think it's sort of feeling our way along there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, but, you know, back to the top. They have I the think, talent to finish top four. For oh, yeah. Sure. I think they have the talent to finish top two, actually. I just don't know if it's going to come together that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, back, back to West Ham. I think what we're looking for, if we're looking for a test – a sort of a stern test. I think West Ham are the best team that City have faced thus far in competitive matches. I think there's no doubt about that. So I think we may be, you know, and we said this last weekend, and I do think we got an idea of City's character a bit because, you know, it was 2-1 for basically the entire second half. But 
you know, it wasn't quite the stern test of Stoke that we might have, you know, that it could have been. So, you know, I would hope West Ham, I think the West Ham will come to play. They've got good players. They've got, you know, Pyatt and and all those guys. They don't really have a striker right now, which is why they're looking for Wilford, at Wilford Bonney. But, you know, I think you're looking at a team and a, and a good manager who can give City a real game of it. And I think that's... Dude, oh my I, I, god! I, I, I just had an obviously. ultimate idea. All right, so you know that picture of, of the, the the Bonnie picture, just standing there in the jeans and the plaid. Yes. Yes. I just want to like turn that into like I don't know, like a small like clip somehow with just Lionel Richie's "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm sitting there thinking about that as you were talking about that Lionel Richie song, you know, like "Hello" just popped into my head, and I'm just like, "Oh, Bonnie, uh, you lost out there, buddy." That is just the saddest photo ever. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I also saw today though that that w- I guess with the wages that Bonnie's making. Uh, West Ham have decided to stop pursuing him. And yeah, are, they seem to be looking in other directions, but they, it was on the radar for a while. It would have been nice if City were like, look, dude, we'll just pay the wages. Yeah, on I this wish one. They, just, they're going to have to do that. Um, Nazri apparently close to Besiktas. Mm, yeah. I, but again, Turkish media, I don't trust them after the whole Kolarov thing yeah. and a number of other things that the Turkish media have sort of posited and then not come to fruition. Um... Also, while we were recording this, Napoli, Napoli and uh, Mangala. Yeah, Mangala to Napoli sounds like it's getting close to happening, as well. Um, it's a good move for him, actually. Um, the other thing that came up while we were recording this city draw, the holders city in the League Cup, the EFL Cup, I guess it is now. I can never keep up with what they keep renaming it. But it is now the EFL Cup, and City have drawn Swansea away, which, given the schedule, apparently means that they will be playing Swansea away twice in a week. Woohoo! Can't wait. You know, yeah. At least, at least Pep Guardiola, because he always watches the previous six games, he'd be watching footage of himself. That's true. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be thrilled. Um. The other thing is, I don't know that Swans- Swansea have always kind of, in my mind, been one of those sides that, you know, super dangerous, especially away from home. And I don't think that that's as much the case this year. They've kind of lost so many good players and they're kind of in limbo. So Yeah, it kind of feels like it's been that way for the past couple of years. Like, n- maybe not fully to the extent that you feel it this year, last year, but I was, I've been thinking what you were saying last year. I was like, man, what happened to Swansea? They, they used to be like game for anybody. And yeah, they were the, uh, the sort of sleek, nicely playing side. And that sort of, you know, could sort of at least make the uh, top four sweat when they had to go out to uh, the Millennium Stadium. 
and you know they they did meet they did meet Man United again last year for I believe second year in a row at least. But ultimately, they have definitely had a drop in quality. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who? Yeah. Knows? We we also don't know how Guardiola is going to choose to handle the league, the league cup with regards to who he plays. So we might see a team of kids out there. Who knows? And we'll we'll uh, talk I, about it when the I match hope, comes. I hope league. not. Yeah, I would like to see him at least try to contest it. So, um, don't pull a Pellegrini. We have one listener question, and it is about Fabian Delph, and it's from Ben. (laughs) He wants to know, how many feet a game does Delph slide over under at 32 and a half? Hmm. I, I should take the over just for fun, just for the laughs. How many feet a game does he slide? I'm going to take the over on that, man. Soccer pitches are huge. So, if you consider that one good slide can take you four or five yards, depending on whether it's just been watered down or whatnot, like, 32.5 seems like a relatively low number to it does when you think about it. Especially if you're constantly trying to slide tackle. It's like two feet mm-hmm. at a time. So, which, which, by the way, I would imagine makes, um, makes Guardiola want to rip his non-existent hair out. Actually, now that I say that out loud, I can't see Fabian Delph like, trying to slide tackle somebody 15, 16 times a game. That's a eh. Mendy. That's okay. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking I, with it. All right. I, I, I'm just going to stick with it. I'll stick with it, too. I'll take the over. Ooh, Leicester City versus Chelsea in the League Cup. Um, Beautiful. And I missed this yesterday. I didn't put it on the run sheet. But our friend of the show, he's been. if you've been on the show once, I'm just going to refer to you as a friend of the show, so just get used to it. Um, friend of the show, Mike Devlin, asked us, if a fly is called a fly because it does, why is a spider not called a walk? There's no good answer to this question. Because I don't know that a fly is called a fly because it can fly. Like, I mean, birds can fly. They are also not called flies. So, I mean, there is such a thing as, like, a walking stick. So they do have animals with walk in them. But I think if you were just to label something as a fly or a walk or a run, it'd get complicated. A lot of we'd, things do we'd get a bit things. bunched together, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. We would. It's we like, would. run, run. Well, I mean, is that a bear coming at me or a cheetah? Like, wow, why? Or a human. <laughs> yeah. Or a human. Nine... Send us your thoughts on this question. We want to know. And which animal would you want maiming you the least? <laughs> that's a that's a very good question. Um, all right. Well, I think I think that you know this is a perfectly great place to end. It's just so jarring because we we're never not. Come- <laughs> We're not going up from here, are we? No, we're not. Well, I'm just saying we 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 very surprisingly beneficent. We have. Well, that game didn't give us a whole lot to talk about, if we're being no, honest. No, it didn't. Um, 
Um, to answer the question real quickly, though, I would like to be mauled by Slavin Bilic because he looks like the type who would do it. Do you think Slavin Bilic was actually Zangief? <laughs> I'll go with it. Okay. And that's the title of this episode, Mauled by Slavin Bilic. <laughs> yeah. Boom. All right, well, we'll be back on Sunday after the West Ham game in which we hopefully aren't mauled by Slavin Bilic. Um, until then, tweet at us about animals mauling you. And, um, we are on Twitter at America citizens. Um, we're also on blog talk radio and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. So you should do that. Um, new Orleans, MCFC, new Orleans, by the way, still taking donations for flood relief. We will tweet the link. I keep saying I'm going to do it. We never do it. I will tweet the link to that. Um, so if you can give anything, please do that. Um, so until Sunday, I'm Gray. This is that was alongside Josh. Um, this has been American Citizens. Thanks for listening. <laughs>